Happy Monday. Seems like everything is working technology-wise right now. We'll see if uh, the crowd on YouTube can hear me. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Last weekend without any of the four major sports. But even so, we got some baseball. And it felt real enough to me. I'm excited to talk about it. But first, let's get our good mornings out of the way. Good morning to Norm. Good morning to Kyle. Good morning to Zach Gaines, Josh Thevin, Thevin, Troy Pike, no name, Josh, don't forget the intro, Osborne, this is the morning show, it's little bite-sized bits of everything that I enjoy, American geography, American towns, American history, baseball, books, music, Raylan Baxter's playing right now, Um, Jill, Abe, Steve, all in here, good morning everyone, let's see, over on... uh, over on the Facebook, we got uh, Stuart and Josh and Ski and uh, Ryan Bishop, the Todd father. What's going on? Not Mr. Moon on Periscope, Kyle on Periscope. Morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm excited. Today's a huge week. Today is uh, Act Two. Of the season, Act Two of the year for John Boy Media for sports fans. We did Act Act One. It, it was shitty. Wasn't that great? But we survived. Uh, today on John Boy Media, uh, we have our first big ad deal coming through. You should probably get a good hint at who that is at ten o'clock. We have new shows that we're working out the kinks. I think we're adding three or four. We're adding four shows very soon. Four shows, pregame shows, Jake's morning show, and all that, which reminds me that we are moving this morning show on YouTube. If you watch on YouTube, this affects you. If you listen on the podcast app, if you listen on um, Periscope, if you listen on Facebook, this does not affect you. Um, but if you listen on, the, on YouTube, which I think, actually, it's actually like, wildly evenly spread out where we get our listens from. So, but there are a lot of you. I'm trying to find it right now. I should have had this earlier. Um, We will be moving to this account. Boom. There you go. So I just put that in the YouTube chat. Subscribe if you want. 
Uh, Jake will take over the morning shift on the main channel. This and everyone that's been listening, hopefully you join me and come to that channel. That way we can do more on that channel. We can put like, you know, seven minute clips out. We can, um, we can do more. We can, it'll be fun. Uh, all right. Raylan Baxter done. Baseball's coming back. Awesome. Very excited. I think that, uh, I'll just get into it then. Like we'll just get into the show. We we spelled uh, Eric Ibar's name wrong on the screen, so that'll be something people comment nonstop for sure. Probably my fault. New episodes out today on John Boy Media. We got talking sports. Jake and Bobby run through the top headlines, give their takes and opinions. Talking baseball comes out later. We're going to record it at, I think, 11 o'clock Eastern. It'll be available right afterwards and all that. Uh, I don't believe there's a talking folk today. I think this got messed up. But there is a John Boy and Jake TV today. So that's good. What else? Is there a talking folk today? I don't think so. Anyway. Anyway, that's what's coming out. We got a lot going on. We are uh, we got pregame shows, new morning shows. We got a big new show once a week that... We're about to finish on. That won't be me or anyone, but it'll be some cool people with lots of fun guests. So there's a lot going on. But anyway, let's just get into this damn show. Enough already. We got to talk about Dotham, Alabama, which I'm I'm surely maybe pronouncing wrong, but definitely without the accent. Dotham. I don't know how you Dothan, Dothan. Oh, I like that. I, I Dothan would be cool, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Baggage came out on John Boy and Jake TV. Graphics right. Lost my train of thought. All right, I got to... All right. Um, Dotham, Alabama. I got some tidbits about Dotham, Alabama. If we look at it on the map, it's really, it's really south uh, Alabama. Closer to the panhandle. Sandestin, Florida. Is it close to Sandestin, Florida? I used to go to Sandestin, Florida a lot. Um, Destin, no. Anyway, what I, I zoomed in on the Google map of Dothan, Alabama, and what excited me right away is the highway system. And I guess it's famous for its highway system, but obviously it has to be. Anyway, before we dive into that, because that's my rabbit hole in this town, Dotham is known as a peanut capital of the world. It hosts the annual peanut festival at the dedicated peanut festival fairgrounds. So that's another rabbit hole I want to dive into, but we're doing, I'm doing highway. And it, it, it is named after the biblical city, the place where Joseph's brother threw him into a cistern and sold him into slavery in Egypt. Why would you name your town after that? Why would you name your town after that place? Sounds bad. Also hosts the world's smallest city block. It's located behind the Dothan City Civic Center. Well, okay, I want to do, and Matt Cain's from here. I want to do all of these. A lot of rabbit holes. Okay, anyway, check out the highway system. It's pretty cool. Do you see this circle, 210? They said locals just call it the circle. What view is better for this? Okay, see this circle? That's so cool. So all the highways feed into this circle which surrounds the town. You got 52 feeds into it, 84, 53, 231, 431, 
like a roundabout of a highway on a town. You just get in there and you get out. And then I was talking with uh, producer Luke about this yesterday, about the the naming system for the highway. So many people probably don't even know that there's like a structure in place, but obviously there is. Um, odd numbers go north to south, like like 431 goes north to south. Even numbers go east to west, like 84 and 52. Highway 80 goes across the country. Single digits are like main highways, like Route 6 was 66, 5 in California, 1. And then three-letter highways are called spur routes, and they branch off of a main one and, and take you around like a city in that area. Crazy. Look at all the highways in here. Like, uh, like um, in the Bay Area, you have uh, you have Highway 80, right? That's the main one. This is where I lived. And then Highway 80, and then off of Highway 80, you have 580. You've got 880. 880 goes services uh, the uh, East Bay. 280 services the West Bay, San Francisco, down to uh, Cupertino. 880 goes from San Jose up to Oakland. And 580 goes, like, into the valley, into Tracy. But they all branch off of 80, so they're, they have the same ending. How about that? In the 1950s, when they started making highways, they were like, we got to have some structure. And damn it, they did. I didn't know that for a long time. You drive around and you just look at them and you're like, oh, these have a, these are structured. They have a meaning. It's cool. That's cool. Walmart Supercenter in Dotham. Let's check out the world's smallest city block. Now, either this is a joke and it like is minuscule, like for dolls, or this is super boring. Roadside America. They have it as an attraction. Okay, how? Okay. What's the name of the block? East Troy Street. World's smallest city block. We're going to find this fucker. East Troy Street. That doesn't look that small. What's small about it? What? What is this? Doesn't seem... I mean, it's short. What are we doing here? Doesn't seem that small to me. Is it like... What? What are we talking about? I don't even get it. All right, hold up. I don't understand why this is a thing. The mystery of the world's smallest city block in Dotham. Disable my ad blocker. Fine. A granite monument set at the convergence of three streets in downtown Dothan proclaims the small triangle to be the world's smallest city block. Uh, It's a small patch of earth decorated with the marker. Oh. What? 
This is so sad. They're just talking about the grass meridian in between three streets and calling it a block. It's just a patch of grass. Well, now I'm pissed. Blows. I thought this was going to be something cool, and it was something so uncool. Like, they, that could have not existed, and it would have just been a bit of roadway that doesn't get driven on. It's just a, it's just literally just a triangle between three streets. They're calling a small island. Yeah, yeah, who said this in the chat? Ethan Roberts. So they're calling an island meridian a block. Yeah. So now I'm mad at the whole town of Dothan or Dothan. Bullshit. Come on about it. Can't do that. There's this small street in Livermore, California. I'm going to go find it. I'm not even going to type it in. Check this out. We're just going to go on a hunt. I'm going to go all the way to the bay, Google Maps. I could type it in, but I forget the name of it. But I know it starts with a J. Then we're going to zoom in, and we're going to find Livermore. And there's this small street that always made me laugh whenever I drove to my buddy's house. And it's going to be right here. Jaffa Road. Here it is. Because it's it just connects Vancouver and Helinski. This whole neighborhood is named after European cities. But no one lives on Jaffa Road. No one lives on this road. But they had to name it anyway. It's just a connector road. Not a single house in the middle of this neighborhood. Always made me laugh. Why even name it? I guess you have to. Wonder how many other roads there are that aren't named. Jaffa Road. There's a big accident. One of our buddies, I think, got a big accident there. He crashed. <laughs> Let's see. He was driving, and he was supposed to make a left here from Holinsky onto Jaffa, but he skidded out. Oh, you can see it. You can see where the wall's still bent. Or they put the post in there now, but he crashed right into there. Bummer. Bummer. Jaffa. There's also another road around here that we used to call Jurassic Park Road. Right here. High school. This was called Jurassic Park Mode because, well, we were dumb and we turn off our headlights and drive in the, in the pitch dark and it kind of winds around. And we had our little explorer. We drive like young, dumb idiots on this road that led to the rodeo. And we just call it Jurassic Park time. So that's that. I'm not. I also wanted to check out the Peanut Festival. I mean, who's kidding who? Fucking Peanut Festival sounds awesome. Dotham Peanut Festival. Let's just look at some images. Oh, it's like a huge thing. What was the last festival we did? The Cherry Festival in somewhere in one of the Dakotas. They had the pie-eating contest. This is the uh, Dothan. What the fuck? 
What the hell? Peanut Festival. All right. Just looks like a good time. I'm into it. All the videos seem too long. I wanted to see if there was some cool peanut food or something that they do. Don't look like it. Don't look like it. All right, we're moving on. Player of the day is Eric Ibar. Random player of the day, Eric Ibar. We went to went to his baseball reference. I looked up some things. I texted. I texted um, my brother-in-law, Brett. Brother-in-law, Brett. Brother-in-ball, Bilb. And asked him, because he's an Angels fan. I said, tell me a couple bullet points on Eric Ibar. He said, never... Uh, he said, switch hitting shortstop, always smiling and having fun. He was the perfect small ball shortstop under Sosha. And I'll, uh, I'll never forget his missed suicide squeeze bunt against the Red Sox in 2008. Damn. Brutal. Uh, he stopped playing in 2017. Never led the league in a single category. Was he ever an all-star? Was he ever an all-star? Gold glove once, all-star once. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good for you, Eric. Eric with the C and a K. Pretty interesting. What's his best season OPS-wise? Light hitting, light hitting shortstop. Best season, he had a 110 OPS plus in 143 games in 2011. And he won a gold glove that year, so it was, seems like maybe it was his best season offensively and defensively, according to arbitrary awards that don't really mean anything. Gold glove sucks. Uh, what else? All right, so I went and to YouTube, and I was just digging around for some fun clips. Found this one. Just such a good deke by, by Ibar. This year. And there he goes. Hosmer bounces it past Pujols. Aoki lost Ground ball to right field. Aoki's running the second. He does get to third, so that kind of spoils this. But he gets fooled so bad. Watch this. He's going with the old fake. For those just listening, Ibar was just acting like it was a huge pop-up, like he was about to catch it. Aoki couldn't have been more fooled. Let's see if we can find the suicide squeeze that my... uh, uh, Ibar scores on squeeze. Ibar scores on squeeze. Ibar hurt, taking picture of the Wibs. Wibs. Oh, we're not allowed to make fun of me for that. Not allowed to do that. Uh, I don't know. All these highlights are kind of weird. Here he is against the Texas Rangers. Ooh, a back pick. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Did you see the ump throw him out? Smart guy. Dude, that, uh, the, the runner took his foot. Martin took his foot, like, slightly off the bag. The ump was ready to ring him up. Oh, here we go. Wow. Here we go. 
Oh, 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 oh. oh, look at the ump. You guys can't see him. Ump was right there, ready to throw him out. Not really in the spirit of baseball, but also, Martin, what you doing, dude? I hope they show the umps throwing them out. It's emphatic. Bam! You dumb fuck. Oh, I love that. Hold on, look at this, look at this, look at this. Show me the slow-mo again. Show me the slow-mo again, you fucker. I'm in control of I'm in control of it. Just talking to myself here. I love this these faces. So so he he's giving him the old come on. Really? You going to call that? And the ump hits him with a smug. Got him. Look at this, look at the ump's face right here. Yep. Got him. Sorry. Had to. You left him no choice. Martin uh, anything else on Ibar? I was checking out his, his postseason stats. What do I like doing? Hall of Fame? All right. Whoa, why do I have that up there? Let's do let's do do his postseason in 2009 where he played in the DS and the ALCS against the Yankees. He had a 290 batting average with a 732 OPS. Two doubles, one triple, nine hits in nine games. Pretty good. Pretty good. On the brink of elimination in 2014, they were losing to the Royals. He went four for four with a double. How about that? Good for him. Uh, versus pitcher. How many Hall of Famers? How many Hall of Famers do you think that he has faced? Because he just retired in 2017. So I wonder. Only three. Only three Hall of Famers faced Mariano Rivera. He got one hit. Roy Holiday, 0 for 5 with a walk. And Mike Mussina, 0 for 3 with a strikeout. I'm sure he's faced a bunch of future Hall of Famers, but the only, those are the only three. He did get an RBI off Mariano Rivera, and that means he may have tied the game or won the game. Yeah, he got a walk-off off Mo. Look at this. September 22nd, 2009. Oh, right before they would meet. Okay, hold up. Never mind. The Yankees won. They bring Mo in in the eighth? Ah, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. Look at me. I'm dumb as shit. Single, where is it? Oh, okay, so his, here it is. It was June thirteen, June 16th, 2013 when he got the RBI off Mariano. And it looks like it was a ground out. Yanks were up 6-0 going into the ninth. And the Angels made it 6-5 by the end. How about that? CeCe was going for the complete game. He go, It gets a... Lead off double, then he walks, and they got first and second, so they bring in Houdini to get out of this. First and second, no outs. He gives up a single right away to Trumbo, so Trout scores to make it 6-1. to one. Then he strikes out Howie Kendrick. Then he walks J.B. Shuck, and at that point you got 
what do you got? Bases loaded, one out in the 6-1 game. So they're like, fuck it, bring in Mo. He gets Ibar to ground out, but a run scores. Calaspo hits a single. Then another single, another single, then a walk, then a strikeout, and the Yankees get the victory 6-5. Scary ninth inning. I bet I was scared. Bet I was scared watching that. Have no recollection of it, but I bet I was. Jared Weaver started. Jared Weaver to Jerome Williams. How about that? How about that? Uh, what, what about that? And that's all I had to say about that. Bam. Next up, sure signs. Sure signs by Ted Kuzer. Uh, I like books. If you're a new listener, there was someone in here that asked me like if I'm been to Dotham in the chat, which I get a lot whenever I do a random town. They're like, you're, you're from Dotham? You've been to Texarkana? No, just a random town every day. But thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. At the end, I talk about a book, and some people are probably like, that's boring. Check this out. On most days, we talk about poems. How about that? Super boring. In most people's minds. Anyway, I... Uh, it's Monday. I didn't have a lot of time to prep, a lot of time to think. And when I want to go mindless, I just choose a, a Ted Kuzer poem. And I think you guys are okay with that. I'm not sure. Um, I haven't finished this yet, so I haven't read all of them. Eventually, I want to get like a little bookshelf here. I think if we, I think if we put like bolt it in here, right, and then it, and then it comes up, and then we can get a bookshelf like right here, or on this side, so it does, so I can still get it in and out. And I can put, like, the regular books we usually use. Kuzer, Bukowski. Um, we can throw uh, Aimless Love uh, by, by Billy Collins and stuff. And we'll just do, like, a you know, whenever I don't have time to do, talk about a novel or documentary, and then we just grab them and do that. Bam. Like that. Did we get a page? The regulars know. All right. Steve B. was first in the YouTube chat with a page. Haven't been checking the Periscope, but uh, page 22, page 22, 22, 22. Uh, did we do this already? I think we did this already. So 18s after that. Nope, 18 is the one about the old men. 18 is the one about the old the old sleeping men, the old snow piles. He compares the sleeping men that we did. All right, let's just do... Let's just do advice. Okay, on page 60. This book's so ruined from the beach. Advice on page 60. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, you want me to do the lost poem? That's a good call. I just tweeted it out, but I did the. I didn't talk about it when we did it. Um, you're right. That's a good call. It's actually page twenty. So anyway, the lost poem is a drive in the country. It's super short. I believe we tweeted this out and put it on Instagram at one point. And I put it on my. I put it on my personal Instagram the other day. Uh, super short. Ready? In the ditch by the dirt back road, late in March. A few black snowdrifts lie in the grass like old men asleep in their coats. Pause. So at first, my mind's just like, damn, that's a cool comparison. If you live in a snow town, you know that when the snow melts, there's mounds that still exist. They, you know, they just didn't get melted. 
everything else around them get melted. You're driving around and you know, see just little patches of snow. It actually looks pretty gross. It's like, you know, it's as ugly as pretty as pretty as the the first fall of snow is is as ugly as the snow looks two months later. So he's driving and he sees these snow drifts and he says they look like old men asleep in their coats because they're going to have like, just kind of lying there like mounds with black dirt all over them. So it's kind of a cool comparison that he sees right away. And then he says, it's the dirt of the road that has kept them so cold at the heart. We drive by without stopping for them. So he's saying, you know, because the cars have thrown so much dirt on this specific area of snow, the dirt has actually helped the sun not get to the dirt and keeps it cooler, which keeps it around, which is letting it linger there and stay. So it's the dirt that has kept them so cold at heart. We drive by them without stopping for them. So I believe he, he drove around. He saw some piles of snow left over that hadn't melted yet with dirt on top and he compared it to how we treat the elderly and maybe some elderly people are so rough or cold at heart because they had people that stopped caring for them and just threw dirt on them as they went on with their lives i think that's what he's saying that's kind of what i say it's kind of a sad poem but i thought it was cool that in like five lines he was able to send me on a 20 minute thought process or maybe even longer after I read it just thinking on it like one pretty pretty cool that he that he turned that driving on the road visual into that um and two should we treat all people better Jacob says, I feel like you mentioned the snowbank story about two weeks ago. I did. It was the lost poem. It was like, I was like so excited to share it because I read it and I was thinking about it forever. And then I, I forgot. Uh, I forgot. I couldn't find it on the page. It was a very frustrating moment. Someone says, isn't that for all people? Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. I mean, Ted Kuzer's old. So maybe he's thinking about that. You want to hear something, something about Ted Kuzer that I'll tell you? I don't enjoy listening to his poetry readings because he does that a lot. And it bothers me. Like in between every word, you can hear him do that. So I wish Ted didn't do that. And I'd fall asleep listening to him read his poems because that's what I like to fall asleep to. All right, 931. Try and make these half hour each day now since we're going to be going crazy with content. I appreciate it. Hang it. appreciate you guys hanging out with me for a little bit. I'll get the music keep going again. We got a big day, a big week, a big 10 weeks. It all starts this week. I am excited. Hope you guys are too. See you then. Tomorrow. Yesterday See you tomorrow. Morning, I was walking around. Me and Mr. Rodriguez. Side of town, the streets were all empty and the houses open.